everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. Uh, as you can see, special guest with me tonight, BB, sitting out this one, Neil Allport, one of the all-time legends of New Zealand rallying. Uh, joining us, three-time champion of our Brian Green Property Group, New Zealand Rally Championship, and you contested um, numerous Rally New Zealand's over the years. Um, Neil, let's, I just I wanted to start with a couple of topics before we sort of start reminiscing about your days competing in, in WRC and the like. Uh, Robbie Stokes, I'm quite interested in this. Uh, you know, Robbie made some mistakes the last couple of events and he was very critical of his own driving, saying he needs to drive smarter and needs to back it off and all that sort of thing. And I just, I kind of wonder, a, a kid like that who's obviously got raw talent, to, is the best thing for him to button it off or is that slowing down just going to not allow him to develop and, and sort of iron out the mistakes from his driving? What what would your advice to him be? Well, well slowing down is definitely not one of them. You know, he it's it's great to see a young guy that's that got got some go go forward. He's on the gas. No two ways about that. And I have to say, I haven't really watched Robbie, like watched him on a stage until Hawke's Bay. And I was there at the end of the second stage where he went off. And wow, that was a, that was a moment that he got away with. But it was, I, I walked away from there thinking, man, that's bloody great that someone is having a go. So slowing down, no, absolutely not. Um, it's understanding where and why the mistakes are coming. Um, and look, we, we could talk forever about that. Um, I, I spoke to him very quickly after this, after the, just before the regroup, and I said, what did you have written down for a note, you know, and he told me, and I thought, okay, all right, oh, well, <laughs> need the wheels on the ground to make that one happen, mate. So, uh, so that went wrong. But look, fantastic, like I said, to see Robbie uh, really, really pushing because it's hard to take a young guy and, and speed him up. It's much easier to slow him down, but not necessarily slow him down, but teach him to understand what's going on. It's reading a road. Now, the two mistakes that he made down there in Hawke's Bay was pure and simply not understanding the road. Simple right. as that. Because, like I said, you need your wheels on the ground if you think you're turning corners, you know. And both of those instances, the wheels weren't on the ground. That's so how right. does how does how does he sort of learn that or fine tune that decision making? I guess. Well, you know, is, is it purely in some of this? It's the hard knocks, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope I, I hope that uh, that you know Robbie and his father Brian can get a handle on all that, and before you know, they sort of run out. But uh, I'll grunt with the whole thing. But look, it's you need a one-on-one -on -one person to talk with, to go through stuff and stick with the same person as opposed to, you know, I'll learn by you know, social media, let everyone punch you or whatever, you know, or, 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 or critique you. Um, that's just completely the wrong thing to do. But... Um, Look, I, I think I think the, the incredible family. You know, obviously, I've rallied against Brian for many, many years in my career. You know, they're just so passionate about it all, and they're just so lucky that they've got a Brian's got a son that has got the ability that he has. He's clearly watched a lot of videos, and he's clearly wants to do it. But the couple of times I saw him the other weekend, it was just complete blind faith. You know, which okay, I, I guess sometimes we. We all had that. I've had that. I've been guilty of that over the years. You just got to be able to harness it. You got to understand what's going on. You know, just to give you the other side of the coin, you look at young Ari. Now, I don't really know Ari that well, 
but he doesn't make mistakes. Mm. But he's not as fast. We would, you, you know, when we look at the sort of the young guys coming through at the moment, you mentioned those two, Ari Pettigrew, mm. Jack Hawkswood, another, I thought we're starting to see some maturity in the way that he's driving. Yeah. Perhaps didn't quite have the machinery so far this year and, and some exciting news, you know, on the horizon there. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you sort of see, you know, those three, the, the, the pointy end of what we're going to see over the next four or five years, do you think? Yeah, I believe so. I've had a lot of long discussions with Jack and say, you know, don't be like your father. <laughs> <laughs> that, but but Jack has got a lot of talent. He has, and equally as much as those other two guys. This year, for sure, he hasn't got the machinery yet. You know, so I've been banging away on him just with just don't make mistakes, mate. You just be there, be consistent, be as good as you can with what you've got. Uh, that is absolutely paramount for him this year because he will be able to have the gear, and when he's got that gear, he will be able to go fast. There's no two ways about that. He can. He just can't this year. He hasn't got the infrastructure. Which and, which and one of the three do you think is most likely to win a championship first? Putting you on the spot uh, here. Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, yeah, Robbie, if he can harness a bit of that pace. Absolutely. No doubt about that. It, you know, if you said consistency, well, you'd you'd put your you'd bang the house on on Ari, you know. But sometimes Consistency, you also need consistency to win a championship, but at some point you're going to need some speed because yeah. you, you you need to rock up. You've got to win some, you know. Um, it, it's it's good. It's healthy to see, you know, but there's, there's different things that restrict some of them, you know, budget, you know, all of those things play a part in the big picture. So if you actually look at Robbie, they, they've got everything they need. Yeah, except yeah. the number five. <laughs> <laughs> they have each other as well, you know, and, that, and that's yeah. uh, you know, I think you know. I remember hearing you talk about your career at the pointy end and the competitors that you had around you that made you fight that extra bit harder. You know, mm. the the three of them together over the next few years, they'll push each other in different ways, won't they? They will do, but they but they've all got to want to win. Yeah, and I, and I think that it's it's actually quite refreshing this year and a little bit last year as well, where you see three young guys, they actually all want to win. And if you go back a few years, everyone just wanted to compete. And there's a big difference. There's a big, big difference. And you got to turn up believing, one, you can do it, and two, you're going to do it. You know, if we get three of those young guys, they get good budgets around them, and they'll have a go at each other, that'll be great to see. Be great to see. So, yes, the three, the three of them are all – they've all got a lot of talent in their own way. Um, I think Robbie's got the rawest. Um, he's going to be the one that will take taming the most. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Mate, let's go back Let's go back and get you to sort of relive some of your career, um, particularly with, you know, with Ripco Rally New Zealand on the horizon mm-hmm. now. It's the next event out. Uh, it's going to be – Massively championship defining. The, the, in fact, every single championship uh, up for grabs is going to be determined by what happens at Rally New Zealand this year. That double hit around. But let's go back to 1986. Um, the first time that you were the first Kiwi home, uh, you were in the RX7, the main freight RX7. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, from, from memory, it was only the Group B cars that, that beat you. What, what do you sort of remember about uh, what was obviously a very special rally for you? Uh, you know, the. <laughs> 
it, it was we don't think we didn't think too much about it at the time because if you, well, you I don't know were you born then budgie or not yes I was, <laughs> I, I was I was there I remember seeing you in action I was five or six well, if, you, if, you, if you if you if I go back to that time you know so it, the early 80s and the rallies were massive you know we were five and six days and you know, like the, the kilometres we did every day was huge. We were in the middle of the night, you know, early in the morning in the dark. So when you think about that, that rally wasn't a lot different from anything I'd done three or four years before. Um, it was just that all of a sudden I had some machinery under me and I had a budget to be able to, you know, have a proper crack at it. Um, you know, I'd failed miserably up till then to finish those big events for one thing or another. So when we got to 86, um, we knew, well, we should have been first New Zealand a year before, but I, I made a mistake. So anyway, but that's by the by. But so 86, we knew we had a real chance. You know, we, we'd we done our homework, Roger and I. We'd had, um, you know, that was our third season together in the car and we got stuff worked out properly. So away we went and we were consistent. Um and, we, and when we got to, we really got to the sort of last day and we were still fighting Tony Teasdale. Like Tony was still there in the Metro. It wouldn't have taken much of a mistake on my part to, to let him get through. Unfortunately, we lost Malcolm early on in the rally, but it, it, none of that really sunk in until the end is where I'm, I'm probably going, you know, and then it was just that sense of achievement, I think. And, and also, too, the biggest thing was the following, the crowd, you know, we had, it's fair to say, you know, we had a fair hunk of the support when it came to, to the Kiwis, you know, uh, for one thing or another, whether it was just the car, the noise, all of that, you know, it was, it, it was great. So those are the memories. The memories of that event are the, the crowds, the Arabs, the boys with all the scoring cards between myself and Reg and, and then in the travel lodge at the end of the night and guys, women, you know, impersonating RX-7 or Stumpy Holmes. And, like, that was – that's what that whole year was about. It was just unbelievable, really. Where, so, where does it sit in terms of your list of accomplishments that, you know, in terms of what you're most proud of or the memories that stand out the most? I said in the intro, three-time national champion, you you won that Wolf Whitaker trophy on uh, mm-hmm. more than one occasion. Um, you know, where does that, that first one sort of – so oh yeah, that, 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 yeah. That was a bit surreal, really, when we got back to the travel lodge in, in Auckland. It was well, just you know, it was a bit hard to take all that in. Um, you know, we're so focused on what, trying to get to the end of it more than be first New Zealander, but also to to be uh, competing against all the other big Group B cars. You know, the highlight of that rally for me was Waitaremu Road. You know, in the rain. Uh, out the back of where I used to live when I grew up, went to school as a boy, and I just missed winning that stage, you know, by a second and a half from roll. So that was a highlight for that event for me. Um, okay, knew the road pretty well, but still, it was it was still it's still in the record books, you know, type of thing. So there was a lot of little things that 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 really stood out in that event. Um, it just, I guess, it was just encompassed everything we were ever wanted to do and you know were trying to do and 
and we, we sort of got there that weekend. It was unbelievable. You won your first national championship that year too. Um, my, yes, my memory yes. doesn't stretch. 84, that, 84 that was the first national rally that Roger and I did together. Yeah. We won as a national event here. Yeah, 84 yeah. was the only one in 84. Yeah. yeah. So the, the championship though, 86. Yeah, first where, was, where was Rally New Zealand in terms of that championship? How did that impact the way you... Approached it because was that point scoring? You're testing my memory here, obviously. Honestly, Budgie, I, 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 <laughs> I attacked every rally like it was the only rally. It was the last rally I was ever going to drive. Sadly, that, that was I shot myself on the foot more times than I care to imagine. But <laughs> uh, that was me. <laughs> oh well, well, except except for '95, I, I just I wasn't allowed to do it that year. I got told. <laughs> Well, look, perfect segue. Let's talk about 95. So 95, you're, you're part of the factory Ford team. Um, mm. You know, I think uh, Francois Delacour, Bruno Thierry were, were competing as your, as your sort of teammates um, in that factory side. Mm. What what was that experience like? How did, the, or how did the opportunity come about? And what was it like being part of one of the major factory mm. teams? There's only really you and Possum that have experienced that in New Zealand, right? Yeah. And, and um, Hayden now. Hayden now, yeah. Um, Look, that, that opportunity came around. It was a call, phone call from Gary Smith. And Ford had obviously, Gary had a, a long association with, with Borum, uh, with his Sierras and things. Um, and he rang and said, look, um, Ford wants a third car uh, for Rally New Zealand. Um, is that something you'd be interested in? Well, that was a silly question. Uh, but, yes, you know, I said yes, uh, absolutely, you know. But I... I'd finished full-time driving 93, so I was a year out. Um, but absolutely, you know, to to get the opportunity to drive for the Holy Grail, like Borum, Ford Motor Company, it's like it doesn't get too much better than that. So so we, we went. I, it just so happened I was starting on a, a big program with Ford here with touring cars with Telstar for Paul Radisic to drive. And so we, we made a trip to the UK and spoke with, John Taylor at Borum, and and he he said, "Yep, yeah, okay, right, let's, let's let's do this. You know, you can you can drive uh, New Zealand. Um, that's that's pretty much it. That's how it came about. Yeah. And what what were the instructions? So obviously to score points, presumably from a from a team perspective, take points away from some of the their yeah. rivals. Yeah. Um, and how compromised then were you in terms of your approach, given what you just told us? <laughs> um, well, look. Uh, I, I worked out quite quickly that it wasn't, it was nothing to do with reigniting my career or, you know, trying to get myself elevated again to a level where I think, you know, I was going to pick up the, my boots and, and go with it again. It was nothing like that. I knew, I knew right from the onset that it was just an opportunity that I had to enjoy every single kilometre of it. And I wasn't going to miss out on any. You know, so there was definitely a balance there between doing the job that they were asking of me um, and it just not making mistakes. And and I, I remember the third day and the start of the third day, I got a right bollocking from John Taylor there because for some reason I kept turning the thing around on the first stage of every day. And it was just it was just a senseless waste of time, you know, clearly. Um but he, he gave me the speech. But um, yeah, I, look, it, it was a, it was an unreal opportunity for me because everything we'd done 
up till then was just about me and the boys, you know, and mates have followed me all through my career, coming over, working on the car. You know, I'm doing all my own timing schedules and booking all my own hotels and, and everything, you know. There's a group of about five of us, and that's what we did. And then to turn up to, to an outfit like that where the doctor was working with me, you know, four months out, about my diet and what I should be eating and all the rest of it and what's your suit size and your helmet size and your gloves and your shoes and all of that turns up in a kit bag. Um, and then you just get up out of bed in the morning, go down and have breakfast and loiter around in the lobby. Someone comes and picks you up, takes you out to the, wherever you're going. It was, oh, it was unreal. You know, in 95 and remembering that the rallies were just massive then, like massive. Yeah, I, I definitely remember more of 95. I, I remember bits and pieces of, of mm. sort of mid-80s, 86. 95, yeah, m- much older. And, you know, to me, they were the heydays. You're still sort of, you know, the overnight trips to Rotorua and, and you know, not yeah. just based out of one city. Um, I guess be re- remiss of me not to ask. I do remember Totra Park. Um, yeah. BB did say to me when he knew that you were coming on that I had to ask about that. Yeah, just that incident. Obviously, heaps of spectators around. It was pretty, pretty, pretty public. Yeah, well, to be honest, Major, yeah, like like everyone talks about that. If anyone even talks about 95, they ask about the Feds post. But probably that was the best thing that probably could have happened to me in the first 300 metres as I got checked. You know, it was just a silly little mistake, but it, 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 it I guess in a way, like it, it showed me how quickly things could, could go pear-shaped there. Remembering I had never driven a left-hand drive car before, so apart from my recce car that they gave me um, to do recce in, I, I had no idea what, where I was going on a left-hand drive car. So the, I, I was sort of between a bit of a rock and a hard place there very, very early on, and, boy, the... You know, you just had to suck it up and get on with it. That's really. Did it? I mean, did it scratch the edge? Like that, getting that experience. Were you at the end of it? Were you satisfied? Um, I I could have done with doing it again. You know, <laughs> I was a bit I was a bit down when when we sort of got to the end. Um, but no, not really. No, because uh, you know, I had to I had to do something after driving, and and we'd already started out with other programs, you know, touring cars and, and one thing and another. And I always knew that no, I'd done, I'd done what I wanted to do. Really. I had, and, and, and to have that opportunity that year. No, nah, well, what was going to top that? Yeah. You know, what was going to top it? I, I was going to ask you, I was planning to ask you about whether, you know, through your time separating WRC out from championship, I think you basically answered that when you said you treated every rally like it was your last. So mm. the challenge for the drivers this year, because it's going to determine every single category, every championship is going to be determined by what we see on Friday and then Saturday mm. uh, as two separate legs, two separate events. Um, what would you, how would you be approaching that if you were in the title fight, A, if you were defending a points lead, but if you were in that sort of second, third, fourth, even um, mm. given it's double points, how would you, how would you approach it? Is it just a case to get to the end? Look, the, it's a real mind game this year because the stages are short. Really, they are short. The days are short in distance but long in time. Um, it's like it's going to be like one of those worry, rallies where you hurry up and wait. You know, you need to perfect the art of um, of having a real hard snooze, you know, like, 
and then getting up and switching back on again. So, you know, or, or plenty of cans of Red Bull, I don't know. But, uh, you know, back in the, in the days or in, in the national rate, it keeps going. So you get yourself into a, into a rhythm and you just keep banging on with it. Now you're going to have, you're going to get all pumped up and you're going to do Fong and Coast and then you're going to wait how long before you have another crack. Um, so I think the challenge for the guys who are in a position where they've got to fight for something, it's going to be mental, a mental approach to it all as opposed to the physical. Um, and that's keeping, keeping the right mindset, keeping the right focus and, you know, really working in your own little bubble because they'll all get out and they'll all stand around and kick the tyres and take the selfies and all the rest of it. That'll just be the start of the end, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. So, and, and I know I know that for a fact, you know, because you talk to uh, some of the overseas teams and everything and the, the downtime is massive. It's great from a spectating point of view because it means we can get to more stages, those of us that are, yeah. you know, are going to try and maximise the, the yeah. viewing. But, yeah, it is a very big challenge for, for competitors mm. this year. Friday, Friday especially, I think, is, is going to be a... A challenge that is a brutal schedule, just the way it is. With you know having to do Funga Coast twice, the two Tiako stages, and then repeating them with no service. You know how, how yeah, much of it yeah. do you just nurse it through and and bank yeah. the points on Friday? Yeah, and also starting with Funga Coast. You know, if they'd started with Tiako North, for instance, you know, and then did that, and then and then did Funga Coast, so that that'd be an easier approach. But Funga Coast is like it's five stages in one. That. That's that piece of road changes so many times in its 30 kilometers, 29 kilometers, or something. It's huge. So, you know, just to, to not make a mistake, but then not lose time, that's, that's going to be a, a real balance. Um, there's, there's plenty of meat pies on offering, you know, on who's going to do what in there, I can tell you. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, how do you sort of see it? Playing out again is any one driver as you see it. Um, certainly, let's look at Cat One specifically. Uh, obviously, we don't know yet quite what Hayden's doing. Almost certainly, he will be in a point scoring vehicle. Mm. Um, Ben's obviously, you know, in, in contention there, depending on what happens with Hayden. And then you've got others that are sitting there waiting in the wings. That if there are some mishaps, and it could well be mm-hmm. the nature of of WRC that they're sitting there waiting in the wings to, to pounce. How do you sit it? Does does one driver or other? Um, Factor in here more than, than anyone well, else, do you think? The other thing you got to keep in mind here, Budgie, is, is how many of these drivers have actually done an event like this in the past. So that's the first thing. So, yeah. And there's a few of them that haven't. So they're out on the big stage. So what are they going to think about most? The national championship that will get lost inside of the event? Or let's this is the big stage. It's my day. I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to get on the gas. So there's going to be a fair bit of that going on. If it was me... The national championship this year, I believe, probably shouldn't have been a part of this event. So, really, the event, the the year has ended up with this event. That's all that matters. This is the event. This yep. is what I'm going to shine at. And if I get away with it, then I get the meat pie. But uh, if not, well, I'm going to show some pace. And if I can clear the top fence, perfect. You, know? <laughs> you must have a to finish so, here, you must have a vehicle sitting around somewhere that you could wheel out for a for a run, right? No, I haven't. Luckily, huh? luckily, I haven't. I think. <laughs> but our five was still here. Be but, yeah, no, it's gone. But to be serious, I think that's how I would see this event. You know, like 
you've got more eyes on you this weekend than you'll ever have in your life, in the sport. Yeah, you yeah. will. So you, you need to prepare well. You've got to be mentally, you know, right in the right space for this event. Um, you know, your, your reconnaissance, all that stuff. But you've got to do the absolutely best job you can. Um, and you've got to show what speed you have. That is the bottom line. That's it. If you want to go out there and make up the numbers, then that's fine too. But you've got obviously a completely different approach to the sport. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I like to think there's a few guys there that are going to they're going to stand up. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating watch. We're in for a, a treat as a spectator, at least anyway. But I appreciate your, your time. Fascinating getting your thoughts and um, always uh, like hearing what you've got to, to say and think about the sport. So I uh, appreciate that. Enjoy the few weeks leading in and um, hope you enjoy the event yeah, itself. Good. Looking forward to it. Good, mate. Thank you.